want to speak on the message that I titled, Growing into Maturity in Christ. Growing into Maturity in Christ. I believe it's God's will for every child of His to grow up and become a mature man or woman in Christ. That's what he expects of every believer. Once you become a Christian, God will make it available and make things available for you to grow into spiritual maturity. That's what he demands. God will not allow a child to stay a child or a baby. God wants you to grow up. It's very important. We have to grow up. And he's given us a lot of things that, a lot of things available to us for us to grow. And we have to take advantage of the things he's made available. Now, tonight I want to share from the word of God. Hopefully I can convince you that God wants you to be spiritually mature because he has a destiny for you. He has something for you to do in the kingdom. There is no one called into the kingdom without an assignment from your heavenly father. The reason you were born was because of that assignment. And you need to discover that, but you would never discover that as long as you remain a child. It's not going to happen. Now listen, I want to start with Ephesians chapter 4, just to, to chapter 4, beginning from verse 11 through verse 16. This is God speaking through Paul by the power of the Holy Spirit, saying to us, And he, that Jesus himself, gave some to be apostles. So in the church we have apostles and some prophets, not all apostles, but some apostles and some are prophets, some evangelists, some are pastors, and some are teachers. Why? For the equipping of the saints for the work of the ministry. To give you tools to build you up and give you everything you need for ministers, and now listen to me, every one of you has a ministry for the work of the ministry. This God made, gave the evangelist to the church as a person, the prophet, the apostle, the pastor, for you to work in the ministry. You have a ministry. You don't have to be a pastor. And these are not my words. These came from God. If you haven't discovered your ministry, maybe you haven't been listening to what God has provided. You are not taking advantage of what God has provided. He is for the equipping of the saints. They have to do their jobs. Every one of them. The apostle, the prophet, the evangelist, the pastor, and the teacher. And if they are doing the job, then they are equipping you. And the reason God gave that to us is for you to engage yourself in the ministry that he has given to you. So I don't get worried if somebody talks about their ministry. You should have one. You should have a ministry. There should be something that God has called you to do. Yours may be different from mine. But God expects me to be faithful to what he's called me to do and you to be faithful to, for what he's called you to do. Now listen to what he says. 
he says, the equipping of the saints for the work of the ministry, for the edifying of the body of Christ. Edifying, the word edify is the educating, the building up of the body of Christ. So when you are not being equipped or you refuse to be equipped, the body of Christ is not being built up. Your place, your place is to receive from these ministry gifts that God's given to church, to church and get yourself in the work of the ministry so the body of Christ is built up. When you are not built up, the body is not built up. The edification of the body of Christ. Till we all, every one of us, come into uh, the unity of the faith. That's the purpose. Where we all come to the unity of the faith. So when there is disunity in the faith, something is wrong. Somebody is not in their place. Now, I got to go further than this. So he wants us, till all of us come to the unity of faith. That's what God's waiting for. For the church. God's waiting for that day. And and this is where God is giving you. When every one of us can come into the unity of the faith. We will see incredible things happening to us and to our children and to everybody that comes in here. Some man came to me this last Sunday uh, and, and greeted me and said, I tell you what, when I came into this place, I, it was, I don't know if it was a visitor, I can't remember, but he says, I feel the presence. I feel the presence. I feel the presence of God. And it's an amazing thing in our church. And I thank God for you being obedient to the Lord. Many times I've seen without my preaching, nothing happened. These people receive Christ as they come in. They, I know that by the way they check out the, the cards, the, well, the connection cards. That's before my preaching. They've already checked out and they're checking things out and, and writing their prayer requests. Nobody's speaking to them but the power of the Holy Spirit because we are growing together and coming together in unity of faith. Amen? He says very clearly there, till we all come to the unity of faith and of the knowledge. The knowledge. We're already saved. But there is still more to know about him. And if we don't come, let me go further. <laughs> the knowledge of the Son of God to a perfect man. Perfect man, what that means to a mature man. Not just one of us, all of us coming together as one mature man to the measure of the stature. To the measure of the stature. Of the fullness of Christ. The measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ. So God's will is for everyone, not one person in the church, everybody. Some of us are pulling us back. Hello. Because they are not eating well. Okay. So we are not able to get to that, the stature. The church hasn't gotten there yet. I pray that God will fill the church with the power of the Holy Spirit, desire and passion for Him, and desire to know Him more, to grow and become 
like him and all of us together as the son of God, if you will have it. Because God said to Israel, Israel is my son. But he wasn't talking about just one person. The whole nation, my son. So we all come into this stature of the Savior. And when we come to that, miracles will be everywhere. The multitudes will be looking for us. That's what happened with Jesus. Everywhere he went, the multitudes followed. God spoke that to me. Everywhere Jesus is, just make Jesus comfortable in the place. The multitudes will show up. The multitudes, everywhere he went, even at death, the multitudes were there. They came. The stature of Christ, verse 14, that we should no longer be children. So God doesn't want a child of God to remain a child. You have to grow up. I don't want you to stay a child. And this has nothing to do with chronological age. It has to do with spiritual maturity. It has nothing to do with when you were born. There are some Christians, they've been Christians, they're older, but they're babies. And you talk to them, you know they're babies in Christ. And we'll talk about that. No longer... It's not the will of God for you to remain a child. You are in disobedience to God's word when you don't have the desire to grow into your ministry. Because it's so equipped the faith for the work of the ministry. And in so doing, you take your place in Christ. To edify the body of Christ. Many Christians are pulling the whole church down. They think it's the pastor's fault. He needs more anointing. No, you need more anointing. (laughs) Amen. It's us. Every one of us. Just the pastor alone cannot grow to the stature of Christ. It's not possible that we all will grow to that stature. It's all of us. It's really all of us. That we should no longer be children tossed to and fro and carried about with every wind of doctrine by the trickery of men and the cunning craftiness of deceitful plotting. This is the way I see it. You know, when I was a new Christian and it's just like, oh, something is going on over there. Let me go there so maybe God can touch me today and God will be with me. He said, to and fro, to and fro. And today they believe in this, tomorrow they believe in something strange. You can never really pin them down. We're coming to that. We're coming to that. It's so important. You have to be, the Bible says, let every man be fully persuaded. You know that scripture? Be fully persuaded and grounded as to what you believe. Because you've heard from God. You can tell when it's from God. When even if you're listening to a man, your spirit can tell you this is coming from him. And you grow in doing that. But he says, speak, but speaking the truth in love may grow up, that's all of us, grow up in all things, grow up in few things, all things, everything. 
no matter what. All of us growing up, us growing up, not just one person or the pastors, the way we put it, or the evangelists, all of us, including the apostles, all of us, grow up. God expects you to grow up. It's His will for you to grow up. Speaking the truth in love may grow up in all things into Him who is the head of, who is the head, that's Christ. From whom, from whom the whole body, that's from Jesus the head, the whole body joined and knit together by what every joint supplies according to effective working according to effective working by which every part does his what share every part doing his share it's not the pastor alone god sees us as one you got something to provide and if that's not happening, we cannot grow to the stature of Christ. We can't be in unity because we're not listening to the master. We're not receiving the sap from him to grow. We're not. So we're deficient. And when the finger is hurting, guess what? The whole body hurts. You can still do stuff, but that finger hinders you a little bit. That's what is happening to the church. And so we, 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 we focus on him in trying to heal any part. Hebrew says, that feet that is dragging behind, pull it in. That's part of the body of Christ to all of us. It's not just that one person thing, but it's the whole church together working in unity so that God can work with us. Which every part does, when every part does its share, causes growth of what? The body. Growth of the body. When every part, every part, every person in the church, every person in Christ is bringing their own share. Then the body grows. Then the body grows. Then pastor is able to do things that he can't believe himself. Because he's the Holy Spirit. It, it takes the body of Christ. But today, you can see, they're almost like children. They get, we'll come into that. Before they are settled, before the cells settled to grow, they moved to another place. And two months later, they're gone to somewhere else. And they keep going. If you take a plant and you keep uprooting the plant, that plant's going to die eventually. But that's what you see. That's life. It's going, that thing is going to die. It causes the body to grow. causes growth of the body for the edifying of itself. Okay? In love. Edifying of itself as everybody's sharing, bringing, contributing to what's going on in the body. That's what this is all about. It's, a, it's our covenant. We are all part of his body. Why should we grow? Why does God expect growth? 
He expresses that in Galatians chapter 4, verse 1 and 2. Because we are joint heirs with Christ. We are joint heirs with Him. That's what the Bible tells us. Romans chapter 8 tells us that, that we are joint heirs with Christ. We are inheriting things with Him. But this is what it says. Now I say, that's the Holy Spirit saying, that the heir which we are, as long as he is a child, so as long as he is a child, does not differ at all from a slave. Yes, you are the heir, but Satan is still riding you. That's what it is. You are the master, but because you are a child, so what is God saying? As long as you are willingly remaining as a child and doing nothing to grow yourself, Satan will have dominion over your life and run you as if you are not. Then let me go further than this. It says, as they does not differ at all from a child, though he is master of all. God has given him everything. But he's a child. He doesn't know what his rights. He doesn't know what belongs to him. Because the servant in the house said, Daddy says to feed you, so you sit down there. But when he becomes grown, they can tell him that. He tells them what to do and where to go. But as long as he's a child, he is master of all. He doesn't even know what belongs to him. The servants are groaning him in the house that belongs to him. That's what God is saying. You cannot be given spiritual responsibility from heaven when God looks down, that's the baby. It's not going to happen. So it behooves the person to do whatever it takes to grow up as a Christian mature person. My, in these days, my mind is very clear about this. Because there was a time in my life, I wouldn't stand up to talk to anybody. Not from the pulpit. I couldn't do it. But thank God I had people that were teaching me. That I, I studied from. So most of the time observing what they are doing. I didn't think I was going to be a pastor. But I loved ministry. Doing the little stuff. And I've shared this here before. When I was in Georgia, I knew there was no way. I didn't talk to adults. They are too sophisticated. I had to talk to kids. That's the ones that I was comfortable with. And not even the kids at church. They were too smart for me. I went and gathered the kids in the neighborhood. And I bring them under a tree. I, I had my three uh, courts that I played. Father Abraham had many sons. And, I, you know, this tall fellow with this little kid, and we're going around under a tree, and I'm sure everybody in the neighborhood is what's wrong with that fellow? <laughs> I was a graduate student in the University of Georgia, but I did that. And then after I preached to them, amen, I preached to them. It was fun for me. I begged pastor, please give me the key so I can have a room. I hate staying outside uh, under a tree. Everybody watches what I'm doing. And I go pick the kids. The church wasn't involved. I go pick the kids from the neighborhood and bring them to church. And then buy donuts to bribe them to be real nice. 
give them some donuts to eat so they can sing Father Abraham with me. And we go right hand, left hand, turn around and all of that. Kick. I enjoyed it. It was fun, my Saturday fun. Oh, yeah. But God took me from there. Then I started playing guitar for with Charlotte. Mama, you know Charlotte. Because she was uh, the children's pastor. Good luck. Can you come and pray for Father Abraham with the kids? You need me? Great. I'll do that. I can do Father Abraham and play those three songs. And I did that for a while. But by the time I left the church, I was the number one adult teacher in the church. By the time I left, seven years later. So you have to grow. You have to learn. You have to get engaged. These things don't come. I didn't know I was doing but I enjoyed doing it. And you can too. As you serve God with all of your heart. God's going to take you, you know the scripture says, from glory to glory. But I tell you, as long as you sit back and watch, you stay a baby. You stay a baby. But when you start, no matter what you take, just a little service here and there. God will put you. I heard the story of a lady. I need to go back to my message, son. But I heard the story of a lady. All she did was teach children. And somebody heard her speaking to the children and said, wow, she knows a lot. And when they were looking for somebody to speak to the women, hey, we have heard her with the kids. And many of them said, I don't talk to kids. I just want to be in the service where the Spirit of God is. Hey, you never grow. You need to be with these children and learn from working with them. As long as you're a child, God is not going to give you responsibility. But you are under guardians and stewards until the time appointed by the Father. The Father says, you have to go grow to this level, then I'll let you know. And let the slaves, everybody know, when you are about to be revealed. Let me give you this. Jesus, even as a, a son, born of the Virgin Mary, was not permitted to go out to minister until he was 30 years old. But not only that, until he was filled with the Holy Spirit. John the Baptist, the same. And the child grew. You know, the Bible talks about that. And the child grew in stature and in wisdom and was in the desert until the time of his revealing to Israel. So there is a growth. It's required. Jesus was ready to go at 12. But natural stature, he wasn't there yet. He wasn't there yet. They go hand in hand. But spiritually, since after the death of Christ, no, he can be a little boy, and he can learn so fast, he'll sit down being a boy, but put him in the setting. I talked about that on Sunday. And you listen to them, and you know, oh, wow. It's different. It's different because they can grow. God can use them. I don't want to leave, but I'm going to, I'm going to tell this story about something Dale is a long time ago when I was in Georgia. There was a young fellow. He said God started dealing with him. He didn't run around with the kids in church. He was very focused. He wanted to grow. 
as a kid. And God gave him a powerful healing ministry. That's the first time in my life I actually saw a leg grow out when I was in Pastor Addison's church. But he was a grown man at that point. But he started when he was about 15. And he got so strong. I'm going to get this story through. He got so strong that uh, his church members started talking about it. Where did he get this stuff from? This is weird. And he was being persecuted so badly to the point where parents told their children, stay away from him. He said this in our church. Stay away from him. Something is not right because he seemed too young. And all these miracles were happening in his church. Pastor had doubts. He said the greatest pain he had because he thought his parents believed in what was happening because God was doing these miracles through him. He said at home one day his mother and dad called him and sat him down in the room and locked the room. Son, they said, you really, we really need to know what's going on. That broke his heart because he thought his parents understood. But they couldn't understand this young man. It was very painful to him. So he tears, he told his parents, I didn't give this to me. I'm your child. I've been here in the house. I don't do anything. You know me correctly. You know everything about me. It's God that is doing this. And because now the parents were worried. No, no kid wanted to be around him. They let him alone. But the story went on. This guy heard the story. The story went on. He was like a loner in the church. Because everybody thought he's got some secret power or something was going on. But it's now his parents were on his side. And so that encouraged him. Then a singing Christian group. He, they, they found him. And they saw the miracles because now he couldn't operate in church. He was operating outside. And this Christian group said, you will be good for our group. We'll sing and you preach and heal the sick. He liked it. And his parents gave, you can go. And so he went on, stayed with these guys. They traveled around the country. And it was an AG church, Pastor Larry. And uh, he was in a city in which they had a, a very big AG minister. And miracles were taking place. They will sing their rock songs, Christian rock, okay, in those days. They sing their Christian rock, and the young people are excited. And then this young man comes, and the miracles take place. The next day, the place is packed. People were coming. His pastor didn't want anything to do with it. So the pastor, the pastor of this local Assemblies of God Church, large one, finally found out about this young man. So he went and said, young man, uh, can you come to my church and preach on Sunday? And the young man said, yes, sir. And this pastor, big pastor, known very, he also knew this young man's pastor. Back home, but the old pastor, his pastor hasn't said anything about this young man because he thought he was weird. Hello? And so pastor called him in and said, now, uh, son, preach for me. And they preached and there was all these miracles. And then after the preaching, he called him, young man, where are you from? He says, from this country. Oh, really? From this uh, city? Yeah, I know that city. What church do you attend? And he said, uh, my pastor says, 
that's my friend. How come he didn't tell me about you? Hiding this great stuff for me, from me. So he picked up the phone and called his friend. Hey, how come you didn't tell me about this young man? He said, that's my boy. (laughs) Oh, yeah. That's my boy. I taught him everything he knows. <laughs> I didn't say that. But he said, that's my boy. And the other pastor was not happy with him at all. You got this gem in your church and you never said anything to me. So I'm sorry. Hey, that's my boy. And then the boy came back home after his tour. Pastor was always out of town every Sunday. You take the service for me. He was gone. <laughs> Until I met the guy. My friend and I, we were assigned to uh, taking care of him, driving him around, the evangelist. So he was telling us his story. When you follow Christ, it's not easy. But you got to stay with it. And you don't have to listen to what everyone is saying. You got to stay with it. You have to grow up. And it doesn't have, you don't have to be old to get this done. But let me go on to my message. How many like that story? Okay. <laughs> True story. Um, it's, it's just the way God wants it. Listen to what Paul says. 1 Corinthians chapter 13, verse 11. When I was a child, spiritually, can you say that? Can you say that? When are you going to be grown? When would you do this? Listen to what he says. When I was a child. So everybody a child. He wasn't talking about when he was born as a child, a Jewish boy. No, he was talking about spiritually. When I was a child. Notice this is uh, 1 Corinthians 13 where he's talking about the power of love. If I have all these gifts. If I can do this and I can do that, but I have no love. He's talking about growing into maturity and loving and bringing unity to the church. That's what he's talking about. When I was a child. So it was, I like it that way. It's behind me. I am no longer a child in Christ. Notice Paul knew. Do, Do you know that you're grown? When I was a child, I spoke as a child. That's significant. Speaking, very important. We can tell if you are an adult Christian by your speaking. Oh, a child. And we'll come into this more. When I was a child, I spoke as a child. I understood as a child. I taught as a child. But when I became a man, not a man uh, from a boy, uh, naturally, he's talking about spiritually, then you need to put away childish things. The trouble is, Christians have not grown enough to put away childish things. We talk, we're coming to that. Because you know what a child does. Babies. 
irritable. When I was a child. So God is very concerned about you growing up. Hebrews talked about that. Put away those things. When, when you should be teachers, you still need to be fed milk. That's saying God, God doesn't want you to stay a child. Do whatever it takes. Because God is looking for an adult. And he wants to walk with that adult. But as long as you're a child, spiritually, he cannot walk through you. And every one of us has a ministry. Every one of us has something that God wants you to do. You have an assignment in your life. And the assignment may change depending on where you are in Christ. He gives you something bigger to do as you grow stronger in him. So he behooves us to continue to grow. And as you grow, your character also changes. And the way you relate to people changes changes as well. Your language will change. Everything will change. What matters to you will change as you grow closer and you get to the stature of Jesus. That's the important thing about this. So God actually warned, and I've, I've seen this, don't give spiritual leadership to a new convert, a child. I've seen the damage with my own eyes several times. When my old church, I told Angela, when I saw that, that's not a good thing going on here. Because this person shouldn't be up there. And boy, when it happened, it happened so quickly. And it was painful to watch. So the Bible says it very clearly. First Timothy 3 verse 6. It says, not a novice or not a new convert. A new convert cannot be a leader. But what you find in the church, people who are still babies, they think, they understand all. We're coming to that. And they want to do what they think, well, I can do it better than pastor. Uh, really? <laughs> the first day you, you step here and sit and gives you a good whacking, you may not come back. <laughs> it's not about just speaking. There's a lot to it. Can you handle it? Can you really handle it? It seems easy until you're standing and, and, and then everybody's looking at it. To you, it's not that easy. And you know, when you are a pastor, you know where to look because you know yourself. You can't handle it yourself. But you have been trained and you grow. You know where to look to. You know where your source is. A new convert is looking to his abilities, natural abilities. And I've seen that. And usually you keep your mouth shut because, like I told Angela, he will learn. <laughs> don't leave him alone. Just don't worry about him. He thinks he knows everything. <laughs> he will find out about life. Leave him alone. Don't talk to him. That's just the way it is. Very important. There are three stages of spiritual growth, just like in the natural, three stages. There is childhood. Well, first of all, there is the babyhood, where it's a baby. Then there's the childhood, and then the adulthood, or the manhood, the adult man. And the, in, both in the natural and in the spiritual, 
they are very similar. The characteristics you find exactly about the same. It's just different the way it operates. It's exactly the same. So just listening to a person, I can tell uh, something is not right here. And they may appear mature, but then something gives them away. It does. I've been there too. I'm not, I don't know where, I'm, I'm just trying to grow in Christ. But there are certain things you can tell something is, is missing here. This person is not as mature as they project. They don't, they don't do that. It's very clear. Now, the Bible says, as newborn babes, for the baby, as newborn babes desire the pure milk. Notice the word pure. Not milk, but pure milk. In other words, the unadulterated word of God, desire. Notice you are the one to desire it. You are the one to desire it. And it tells you that you may grow thereby. If you don't eat, you won't grow. Notice the child eats, and the child cannot make itself grow. The food that the child eats has the power to make the child grow. All the child has to do is eat. Simple. The same thing spiritually. No word, no growth. No word, no growth. Can you imagine a child just left alone and fed? How, how that child will really develop to be a good adult? No, you need fellowship. Somebody has to touch you, talk to you, even as a child. You need that. That's what's wrong with the church. They're not in church. They don't want a fellowship. They think they can watch television at home and grow. It's not going to happen. The children that are not, the children, I mean, I'm talking about babies, that are not handled, not cared for, not talked to, they don't grow up with adjusting well to life. They don't. So it is with spiritual life. You cannot grow up and be a real mature Christian person that can affect people's lives for Christ without fellowship, without the word of God. It's not going to happen. It says, in this way you will grow. How are you getting the food? Somebody is giving to you as a baby. The baby cannot get food for itself. Right? Somebody, the mother or brother, sister, somebody has to be giving the food. And not only the baby. But Christians don't want to be nurtured. They don't go. That's the difference. For a baby, natural baby, they, they don't, they're there. They can't go anywhere. The, the mother, siblings, they take care of the baby. But the, for a spiritual person, they are already grown physically. They can walk away. And they can refuse not to eat. I mean, they can say, we don't want that. And there's nothing you can do. So the thing now is for a Christian person, you have the responsibility to desire it enough to make yourself present when the word is there. Otherwise, you'll never grow. All you'll be doing is using your own thinking. You just you lean on the arm of the flesh, your understanding, your natural giftings. And sometimes we are deceived because we see the person have natural gifts, so we make them a leader. And Satan says, "Good, thank you for this one. I'm going to work him real good." And you see what the result's going to be. That's the issue. 
Now, the first thing, uh, three things I want to talk about. First thing is, babies are innocent. They don't have a past. Natural babies don't have a past. They're innocent. And we should all stay babies in this sense. No past. Amen? No past. Because it says, therefore, if anyone is in Christ, is what? A new creation. A new being. You are a new person. You are different from the rest of the world. A new creature. Notice it didn't say a new person. A new creature. Meaning your different species. Different from everything else. You knew. You have no past. That's what the Bible says. If anyone is in Christ. He is a new creation. All things have not going to. They have passed away. And some things have become. No. All things have become new. There's a new person. There is no past for a new for a Christian. It's a stage of innocence. And we want to stay there because that's when God can really reach us. We have to be in that stage all the time. Not plotting, trying to hurt the people, complaining and all of that. Children, they don't do that. Now, babies, um, babies do mainly three things. In my mind. They sleep, cry, and eat. After eating, they go back to sleep. When they wake up, they cry. They give them food. That's the baby's time. And now, for babies, as they grow up, you know this, everything that gets in their hand goes where? Uh, Exactly. (laughs) It doesn't matter whether it's poison. It doesn't matter what it is. If it gets in the hand of the baby, guess what happens? Into the mouth. And be, so we watch around, take every stupid stuff around from the house. Get, even if it's a roach, it's going into the mouth. If they get it, they tell, okay, that's crazy. <laughs> if they let them get their hand on it, it's going into the mouth. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's kind of gross, right? But the baby doesn't know that. He thinks it's tasty. It's tasty. <laughs> you have to reach in there and pull all the legs out. <laughs> okay. Time out. Huh? It's okay. I understand. Now, now that I got your attention, this is good. This is good. Remember what Jesus said. It's not what goes into a man that defiles him, but what comes out. Baby Christians don't know what to say and what not to say. Make this now. Go for your turn. If you think it, it comes out. That's the problem. Even though the words were hurt. So when I see you saying hurtful words, I don't care how old you've been. I, don't, I mean, how long you've been in the church. You're still a baby. You're still a baby. You don't understand what unity is all about. All you do is all about you. It comes in. You get your hand on it. It comes to your head. 
is out of your mouth. That's the issue. It's not like you shouldn't say anything, but your words should be seasoned with salt. Good for edifying. But if everything that comes through your head, you have to speak it out, something is not right. It's the same thing as the baby handling anything and putting it in. That's the thing. I've often said it here. Every Christian needs to learn how to speak. Talk about that. That's important. Because your words can, because it's an adult, it's what comes out. Your words can do a lot of damage. You may mean well, but people are hurting. That's the point. The wisdom is to know exactly what to say. And when to say it. Maybe the environment is said. Because you don't know how far it's going to go. That's, that's, that's the majority. You feel like saying it, but something checks you, you shouldn't say that. Not that's wrong, but because it's not helpful. Right? That's maturity. That's maturity. It's not everything that gets into your hand should come, should come out of your mouth. Even if it feels good to you, but the mature person, Paul says, the one who is mature and the one who knows how to deal with meat, they got their senses, they can monitor what comes out. That's the important thing here. Babies are ignorant, and that's the reason why they do that. Anything that gets in their hand, they'll put it. But once you're growing up, then the third thing is they're irritable. Babies are irritable, easily frustrated, easily hurt. And we see that in church. The man has been in church for a long time. Just because you didn't say hello to him, he's now ready to move church and go somewhere else. That's the baby. That's the baby. You know, there was an individual, somebody in our church, that I considered an adult Christian man because he knew the word, supposedly. But every time I have to, I have to ruffle, I mean, uh, smooth in his feathers. I have to go, what's going on now? I finally decided, he's a baby. <laughs> Why did I make him teach or do anything? That's a baby. Yeah, he appears, he can quote scriptures. A pirate can quote scripture if you teach them right. But he's still a baby. If you are mature... I shouldn't be giving my time to come to you to try to, because somebody did something in church, now you can't, I, I don't see you for weeks, I have to go look for you and find out and then talk to you, plead with you, and then okay, now you're back for only two weeks until the next person offends you, and, and, and maybe the flowers that uh, Shirley and a friend did, and you don't like that, and now I can't see you for another three weeks, I have to come back again, and then you're telling me, Let my brother, let's pray. No, I don't want to pray with you. You're still a baby. You're still a baby. Easily frustrated, easily angry, easily hurt, hard, they won't forgive. Because they're hurt. I'm stepping on nobody's toes. <laughs> but that's, that's the thing. Irritable. Easily distracted. <laughs> Hello. 
I mean, he's happy sometimes, and then all of a sudden, oh, something is happening over there. Shoot, they're gone. You can't, no, or totally unreliable. That's for the next stage. That's what we see in the church. So it's hard then to find people when they are babies to take their place and supply to the body of Christ what they should be adding. Because they are constantly baby. We want to teach, we look for teacher, we sit down and we're thinking, who can do this, who can do this, who can do this? Most No, it shouldn't be that way. It shouldn't be that way. So let's go and fast and pray until God go get somebody from outside to come and help us. It shouldn't be that way. The childhood state. Uh-oh, my time. I'll stop here tonight. <laughs> I can't go further. Stand up. It's okay. Ah... Uh, I pray that God will give you not for the church, not for pastor not for anybody that's another stage we want to talk about Um, not for anybody but him and the desire to please him to do what is right sometimes uh, let me put this in before we go as an adult you have children you have people to take care of right you may be as tired as or maybe in your place of work the place is not treating you well you don't feel like going there but you recognize I got these little ones I can't let go of this job that is a sacrifice right because of your responsibility you endure the pain so that they will be okay that's what the mature Christian does. It's painful to them. You don't feel like going. But I need to supply. You know. For the body of Christ. I need to contribute. So you drag yourself. Even when you're tired. You think God doesn't notice it? He does. He does. These are the things that we need to recognize. And when God has found a person who is truly devoted to him. And don't mind what's happening. Drag yourself into church even when you're tired. And maybe you can barely hear what is being spoken. But your heart is right. Even in your sleep, God will show you things. Even in your sleep, he's teaching you. And when it's true, you are wiser than the rest of them. Because you've made that sacrifice. I want to grow. That's what this message is all about. Sometimes I struggle with myself as these things come to me. Do I bring it on Sunday? Should I bring it on Wednesday? I don't know. It's whenever God shares with me that I put it. Because I have other things that he's shown me. It's hard to know. But this is what I want. But you are the cream of the crop right here. I need you guys to understand. And then we spread the words out. And let the others know this is so important. It's not for pastor. It's not the Ark Fellowship. I'm not concerned about the Ark Fellowship. It belongs to Him. The body of Christ. I started saying something. Please bear with me. My mind is so keen on the next generation today. What's going to happen when I'm gone? If Jesus doesn't come, if Jesus is not here by then. Have I done my part? 
have I been able to share what God put in me so the next generation can have it? It's my responsibility. And that moves you to pray and to cry out to God. Amen? So important. Would you lift your hands up with me today in surrender to our Father in heaven? And what I want you to do tonight, I want it because I know it's the Holy Spirit. That's why you're here. God allowed you to be here tonight for one reason. He wanted you to hear this. And if you will listen, Isaiah chapter 1 verse 19, if you are willing and obedient, you eat of the good of the land. That's what it says. Just all we need to do is God, first thing, God, I am willing. Whatever it takes, I need you to help me. Give me grace to go my all the way for you. And by and by, people will begin to see God at work in your life. And before you know, you are praying for people like Dale, praying, and people are getting healed. Now you have a ministry. People are looking for you. They're telling others, go to this person. You have a ministry. You don't have to stand behind the pulpit. You can be reaching kids. And the kids reach other kids. And then they reach their mothers. And they bring them to church. That's what I saw when I worked with those kids in Georgia. Their parents gather coming to church. Father God, I thank you tonight. I thank you because your word is eternal. Your word lives forever. Your word is the eternal seed. This incorruptible seed of the word of God. That cannot be destroyed. Your word has entered into our heart tonight. Your words have entered into our mouth. And Lord, we're saying to you, we surrender to your word. And we ask that you help us. Blessed Holy Spirit, Jesus promised when you come and you're here with us, you will guide us into all truth. And the word says you will be our helper. And we are calling upon you today, blessed Holy Spirit, for help so that we might do the works of God and be faithful to our Father. We give you praise tonight. We thank you for your word as we honor your name. In Jesus' name. And God's people said, Amen. God bless you.